0: And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. We're back with another episode live. I got my hot coffee next to me uh, to kind of keep me going, keep me fueled uh, as I record this episode. I love talking Disney. I like. I. I was thinking today uh, when I was about to sit down. I was getting everything ready. I was about to sit down and start recording. And I was like, man, I really wish like this was my job. Like, can you imagine if your job was just to be like a Disney, just podcaster or blogger? Like that's, that's gotta be pretty nice. But for me, this is just a hobby. I love doing it. I love talking Disney. Before we get into this week's episode, gotta plug everything. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World today. It's all one word. You can find me there. My DMs on Instagram are always open. Uh, if you guys want to stop by and say hi, let me know what you think of the show. If you like the show, hate the show, um, just want to you know say what's up. If you find like a cool Disney post or reel, uh, you feel free to send it my way. Also, if you have suggestions or ideas for the show, topic ideas, episode ideas, top ten lists, anything like that, you guys know I'm open to those. We've had some few suggestions over the last couple years. Plus, I just love talking Disney with you guys. Also, if you can uh, leave a rating and a review, hit that subscribe button. Uh, If you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout-out on the very next episode and new. uh, If you go to my Instagram profile, you can find my links, or it's on Spotify. You could support this podcast if you want to be a supporter, make a monthly contribution. Uh, Everything is is greatly appreciated, Uh, and if you do, send me a message so I can thank you personally. Last week, we technically had two episodes. Um, I talked about it on, on the episode, but last week... Uh, I'm, I get off work, and uh, I'm about to start driving home. I open up my phone, and I see all over Twitter, all over Instagram, that Disney announced that they were closing the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Star Wars Hotel, and I had already finished recording like 99% of the normal podcast for the week, um, so I'm like, dang, you know, what should I do? Do I, you know, add on to it? Do I wait and do a separate episode? I was thinking, I was like, you know what, I got to drive home. There's a lot of construction now because it's summer in Chicago and uh, this is this is what they do. So I had a, a longer drive than usual. I'm thinking, yeah, you know what, this is fresh. This is on my mind. Um, this is a, a pretty big topic. This is something I've talked about for a while. I know a lot of you guys felt the same way. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to record my pretty much live reaction to finding out that the Star Wars Hotel is closing in September. So released a couple episodes. That was the first one. It's a little shorter. I think it's like only about 15 minutes. The audio quality isn't as good because it's me driving home in traffic, venting about the $5,000 uh, Galactic Star Cruiser and how, you know, how could Disney have thought this was going to work long term? You know, I, if, if you don't want to go and, and listen to it, I know it's, you know, I've probably heard it a thousand times already, but the price of this hotel just... It just eliminated a huge population, a, a huge chunk of people and families weren't going to do this based on the price alone, you know, and then once you get into it, the people that did do it, what incentive did they have to do it again? I don't know if there, if there was one. I personally was never going to do this. I had zero interest, you know, I'm a casual Star Wars fan, you know, it's not like it's just a normal hotel that's themed like Star Wars. It's like a fully immersive, like, you know, you have an an itinerary. You can do, you know, you have to eat at certain times. You have to do this. It was just way too much. So if you want to hear my thoughts, that episode is up there. It's about 15 minutes, me venting on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Our normal episode for last week, it was a fun one. I got a lot of positive feedback from you guys Uh, on Instagram. I was, you know, messaging back and forth with a bunch of you guys. We jumped into our time machines and we talked about if you could go back in time to one Disney era, where would you go? The 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. We got a lot, a lot of uh, different um, answers, and you know, it was, it was pretty widespread. You know, I, I, a good amount of people said the 80s. A lot of people said the 90s, and to my surprise, more people than I thought said like to 2000s, even into the 2010s. Um, you know, I talked about me like. I would, I would love to go back to the 90s and experience Disney in the 90s again, this time being older. You know, I grew up in the 90s. I'm a 90s kid. Um, you know, so obviously a lot of those early years, although I was going to Disney every year with my family and loving it and, and being a kid, you know, some of my memories and stuff like are, just aren't there. You know, I'm five, six years old. How much of it can I really remember? So it would be cool to go back to Disney in the 90s now uh, you know, and, and experience it from my 32-year-old thirty-two year, 32 year old self. But also, too, like, I just have always wanted to experience, like, Disney World right when it opened, you know, 71 to experience the Magic Kingdom. Like, that would have been really cool to me. But I I chose 1982 because I felt like that was the, you know, that was the perfect year where you could experience the opening of Epcot and its original vision. Um, you still got pretty close to vintage classic Magic Kingdom like not much had changed at the Magic Kingdom since opening day in 1982. Uh, so that that was what I picked. So uh, if you're interested you want to give it a listen it's available everywhere. On to this week's episode kind of similar to last week we're not jumping in our time machine necessarily but we, we are kind of jumping into our nostalgia machine. This week we're talking about things at Walt Disney World you wish you could experience again. All right, here we go your attention please the walt disney world railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the magic kingdom Work. Now, I will say the the title of this episode, and as I mentioned in the intro, is things at Walt Disney World you wish you could experience again. Now, I've split this up into two groups because I think they are different. Things you wish you could experience again at Walt Disney World and things at Walt Disney World you wish you could experience for the first time again. Now, I believe there's a difference. The difference being, you know, things you wish you could experience again. You know, probably, you know, stuff that's gone. Attractions that are closed or shows that are gone or, you know, food, restaurant, anything like that. Things that you wish you could experience for the first time again, you know, not necessarily attractions that are closed. Maybe it's an attraction you really like, but that first time you wrote it, you know, it was just different. You Your expectations were different. You didn't know what to expect. Maybe you went and uh, it was like a special trip and you have special fond memories. So I broke it up into two kind of separate groups Um, and I had a lot of fun doing this one because um, this was one when I started to kind of think and prepare for the episode. Um, You know, I classic uh, pen and paper and I just start writing stuff down and at first I'm like, oh man, I can only really think of like maybe three or four things off the top of my head. But then like once I started like writing and just thinking about some of my you know old vacations and memories of my trips, like the the stuff started just coming to me and I was like, oh, should I make this a top 10? Like should I, do I do a top five? And I think I ended up coming up with like 20 different things. So I was like, I'm just gonna go through and just kind of break all of them down and I'm sure, you know, you guys might have some similar ones. So, at the end uh, of this episode, we'll hear from you guys. I asked you guys on my Instagram, uh, you know, the same question: What's you know something at Walt Disney World really you wish you could experience again? You know, a, a lot of you guys that I've talked to or reviews that I've gotten, um, I, I'm pretty glad to hear that you guys enjoy kind of the nostalgia part of this podcast. Like, I, I, if you haven't noticed, that plays a, a big role. Uh, in my life and with my feelings towards Disney a lot of it is the nostalgic value of it you know i grew up probably like you guys going to disney world every i mean i was luckily lucky enough to go every year but uh, like you guys from chicago disney world was our family vacation every year once a year we'd go on vacation we wouldn't go on any other trips throughout the year you know every you know my parents saved up all year to take us on this disney vacation and like that was that was our thing every year from Um, two years old till I was a grown adult you know we'd be going to Disney in the summer uh, then coming back and school would be starting I'd be first day of school I'm thinking about my next Disney trip so those those Disney memories those Disney vacations that's like the nostalgia and that's the stuff that always makes me think like man I, I wish I could do this again or oh I wish I could go back you know to you know 2000 and do this again like that plays a big role for me, and I think um, you, know, you guys can kind of relate to that as well. So first, I think I'm going to go through my list of things I wish I could experience for the first time again. As I mentioned, these are things that you know still exist at Disney, but it's just different now than it was the first time I, I wrote it or saw it. Um, so I'm going to start us off, give you guys an example of kind of what I'm thinking here. The first one on my list, things at Walt Disney World I wish I could experience for the first time again, the Indiana Jones stunt show. Now obviously this show is still there, and the reason why I wish I could experience it for the first time again is that it's pretty much the same show uh, that I saw you know, when I was nine years old than it is today. And seeing it for the first time, I'll never, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys can relate, I will never forget... Seeing uh, Indiana Jones running from the giant um, boulder, and you think it crushes him. Um, I remember seeing that on Full House around the same time we saw the show for the first time. Uh, And DJ thinks it's Steve, Uh, but that's besides the point. I'll, I'll never forget that the boulder. I thought he was crushed, and then he pops up, and everyone's clapping. There's like the scene where he's like running, and like the spikes like come out of the floor. Like I was amazed by that show, and. You know, we saw it a few years back, and it's like, it's just not the same when you know what's going to happen. Um, it's still a fun, entertaining show, but like I said, as much as I love Nostalgic Disney and, and things being the same, this is a show now we only see like once every few trips because, like I said, it is the same. So that's kind of where I'm going with this list, things I could, uh, you know, wish I could experience for the first time again. Uh, you'll see kind of a pattern here, you know, Indiana Jones. The next one on my list, very similar Muppet Vision 3D. You know, this one's on my list because as, as much as I love Muppet Vision, it's a classic. My family quotes this show probably more than any other attraction at Walt Disney World. We'll see it every chance we get. But again, I'll never forget the first time we saw it. Like, this is back, I, I bet you I saw it for the first time in 95 or 96. So I'm five or six years old think about seeing this for the first time as a five or six year like this was the 90s like this was the only place in the world I could see a 3d show you know and it's the Muppets I love the Muppets and the Muppet babies and we'd watch like the Muppet movies and it's Kermit the Frog and all there's all these cool tricks and it looks like the stuff is coming out of the screen I'm getting squirted with water as a five or six year old this was an out-of-body experience. Like, I could not understand the technology. I couldn't understand how it worked. There's that scene uh, where the characters, like, everyone else in the theater thinks I'm talking to them, but I'm really talking to you. I thought he was only talking to me. I was convinced that he was only looking and talking to me. And, like, that feeling... Like those feelings of being a kid and experiencing that, and, and a three D show with all the special effects and the Muppets, and it was funny and the the Swedish Chef. Like I couldn't wrap my head around like how good of a show that was. Like that was like peak Disney magic to me. Um, and, and you know, nowadays I, I'm interested. I wonder how kids feel about it now because with you know with smartphones and iPads and just technology, maybe. Maybe five or six year olds today. Maybe it's not as cool. Maybe it's not as um, mind blowing as it was to me. Uh, but that I do wish I could experience that for the first time because I'll I'll never forget that. The next one on my list here, kind of, I'll stick with uh, attractions. Expedition Everest, and the reason why there's a, there's a few reasons. Expedition Everest. I remember when this was opening. I remember them building it. You know, I was. I was about 14, 15, 16 years old in that range, and this is still like, you know, mid-2000s technology and stuff is starting to starting to get there, but still a ways away. So, when this ride opens, you know, we weren't watching YouTube POVs or anything like that or seeing updates on Twitter. I remember my aunt went with uh, my cousins. They went to Disney, I want to say in like May or June, and we were going in July with my uh, me and my parents and my sister. And uh, my aunt gets back, and she's telling us about Expedition Everest. And she, like, told us at one point, you go backwards, and you're in the dark. And it, I just remember her saying, like, how intense it was. But as a 15, 16-year-old, like, i might I, you know, I'm invincible. I don't know. Like, I I just want to go to Disney and ride it, you know. So we flash forward. We go to Disney. Uh, then my, my parents, my sister, we all get fast passes for it. We're all going on together, which is crazy in itself like maybe that's one of the reasons why I'd like to go back to because my dad actually rode this is the one and only time uh, my dad has ever ridden Expedition Everest especially now he's got heart problems he gets motion sick like the fact that he rode this like to me now blows my mind so we all go on Expedition Everest first of all back when it opened we actually got to see the working Yeti actually like lunge out and what an impressive feat like what an animatronic oh my god like that terrified me but even before that point I'll never forget the first time riding it you get up to the very top and you're looking around like whoa I can see Tower of Terror I can see you know Summit Plummet we're pretty high up here and you get to the edge and the track is broken and, and and kind of pulled upwards you're like whoa what is about to happen and then You go backwards in the dark. You're doing like 40 miles an hour. It feels like you're upside down. I just remember when that ride ended, it was like one of those moments like, whoa, what just happened? And to kind of keep us on track here, uh, another one on my list, another attraction, uh, something at Disney I wish I could experience for the first time again, Flight of Passage slash Pandora in general. And, And I know this one's pretty recent, but let me just build it up a little bit. So when the Avatar movie came out, what's that like 2009, 2010, 11, somewhere around there, I I just never was behind the hype. I never got the hype. Uh, My friends were into it. They went and saw it in theaters, you know, I think more than once. I didn't even see it in theaters with them, you know. um, It was one of those movies when it was like coming out, like everyone was saying like, oh my God, this is the best movie ever. And right away, when someone does that, I immediately like tend to kind of not love it. Because I'm like, oh, wow, they're saying this is the best movie ever made. Like, there's just too much hype. So fast forward, you know, Disney announces their deal um, with uh, James Cameron and Avatar and how they're going to build Pandora. So before the trip, I remember, I think me and my wife... Uh, I think we wanted to watch Avatar before we went because we were going to go, obviously, experience it at Animal Kingdom. You know, I had never seen the movie. I don't remember if she had. Uh, so we, like, rented it on DVD, and it's, like, one of those that's, like, three hours long or three and a half hours long. I think we only made it through, like, half of it. So I brought it with, and we watched the, the we finished the movie in our hotel room at Art of Animation, the Cars suite. Uh, I think I brought my laptop. We watched it on my laptop. Uh, just to kind of get us in the mood for when we, you know, went to Animal Kingdom and saw it. And when we got there, I have to be a hundred percent honest. Like, I was blown away. I was, you know, I didn't really care for the movie that much. I was kind of against it because of all the hype. And you know, James Cameron has said some some bad things about Marvel and Marvel movies, so I've never really liked him. But I got to say, when we went to Pandora, I was I was blown away. You know that that's the Disney magic that I was used to growing up. Um, and I feel like that's the Disney magic that's sometimes lacking. And for them to put all of that work and that effort into Pandora. You know, the first time we went, it was at night. And we were walking around there and I was like lost. I didn't know where I was. It, you know, the, with the all like the cool arch, architecture. 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 The floating mountain. The waterfall. The sounds. Like the neon lights. Like it was just so cool. And that first night, I think we did... Uh, We did Flight of Passage, we ended up waiting probably like an hour and a half, which wasn't bad compared to some of the wait times, and uh, you know, riding for the first time too, I had heard a little bit about it, like people were kind of comparing it to Soren. and then when we rode it, it was just different, like it was like, it takes your breath away that first time you ride it, it's just an unbelievable experience, so I know it's a more recent one, but Flight of Passage and Pandora in general Like, I would love to experience that for the first time again and get, you know, a burst of that Disney magic and actually get my breath taken away. Another one on my list here, this one's a little different, the Halloween party. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I wish I could experience that for the first time again. Now, the first time I went and um, went to the Halloween party was the first time I've been to Disney, not during the summer. You know, so this was foreign territory for me going in October it was close to Halloween and you know I've kind of talked about on this podcast before like growing up I think you know every kid loves Halloween get through like middle school and like my buddy Brian and his family they'd have like Halloween parties it was always fun but then once I got into my later years like 17 18 and then after high school I just never I just fell out of love with Halloween I didn't you know I wasn't popular going to Halloween parties then you get a little older and you kind of have to go to like couples Halloween parties and dress up. And it's like, just kind of a hassle. But the first time that I went to Disney for like Halloween and experienced Mickey's not so scary and saw the headless horseman riding down main street. I was back. I'm like, I'm back. I'm back in on, on on Halloween and just everything about it was great. Like the, the prices, this was, you know, probably back in like 2013, you know, the prices were cheaper the Halloween ticket price was cheaper and you know back then like it was way cheaper than a park pass so we just bought like two Halloween tickets and they let you in like pretty early so we were able to like ride some rides and then you know kind of you know watch the parade and do all the Halloween festivities but just experiencing the parade doing the trick-or-treating wearing a costume at the Magic Kingdom the weather was great the crowds were less like it was just a great time Um, and I know the Halloween party obviously still is going on and I would love to do it again but I just I don't think it'll ever be the same as that first trip for me. All right, and the last one on my list for things at Disney I wish I could experience for the first time again. This one I'm pretty passionate about. This was an easy one for me. The post ride area of Journey into Imagination. Now, obviously this is still there. You know, Journey of Imagination with Figment still an attraction at Epcot. The post-ride area, you know, there's still, I guess, things to do. Unfortunately, nowadays, especially when you've been to Disney as many times as most of us have, this is just something you just quickly skip through and, you know, go outside and head on to your next attraction or wherever you're going. I wish I could experience that post-ride area for the first time again because, believe it or not, there was a point in time Or that post ride area, you know, when you get off of Figment and you're, you know, going through the exit and they have all these, like, different little photo booths and, like, interactive exhibits and stuff. Like, back in the day, that first time, like, we spent a good amount of time in there. When I was a kid, it was fun. It was new. It was cool. Like, all of these things. Like, I just remember through the years kind of changing and being, you know, kind of just entertained by something different. I remember... The first time um, you were able to kind of take pictures of yourself and add almost like Photoshop, like add little captions and funny hats or mustaches and kind of decorate your photos, and then you were able to email them to you know someone back home or yourself. That was huge. Like me and my family, I rem- we spent probably an hour in there because. We had to take all these different funny pictures. We were doing doing solo pictures. We were, you know, doing serious ones. We were adding, you know, like I said, like funny hats and mustaches and captions. We had to email one to my grandpa, email one to my friend, email one to, you know, my aunt. Like we had to send out all of these different emails because um, it was just different back then, you know? People couldn't follow along with your trip through Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. Like this is how we would kind of you know keep in touch with them also you know this is back when like my entire family we all went to Disney together until like I was 12 so those following years like those trips like obviously you know we wanted to let like my grandpa and grandma know that we were thinking about them so we would send them you know pictures from Epcot and you know stuff like that so this I'll, I'll never forget spending so much time and trying to send out so many different emails of of those little photo booths which I, I don't i don't even know what they are anymore you know i i haven't done them in years not the same thing with the rest of that area there's like the the interactive thing with figment where you can uh, like wave your hands and he plays different instruments i remember when that was brand new i remember going and trying all of the different stations to see which different instruments and waving our arms and trying to get him to play different notes and different music like That was a fun place to be. We had to try everything. We spent a good amount of time in there and it's still there and I could still do that now. I could wave my hands and have figment, you know, play a harp, but it's just not the same. It'll never be the same, you know, especially in that time. Like, like I just said, I was 14 years old. Sending a picture email was a big deal back then. All right. Now for my list of things at Walt Disney World, I wish I could just experience again, I'll go through my list here, and then at the end, um, we'll go through the ones that you guys sent in on Instagram. First, I'm going to start us off. This one uh, I was thinking about the other day, I wish I could experience ESPN The Weekend again. I know I've briefly talked about this one on a couple episodes I did that kind of involved Disney and sports, but I was lucky enough to be at Disney during ESPN The Weekend 2004, and I I want to say this is probably like the first or second year that they did it. So it was pretty new, pretty fresh. Um, I feel like after this year, they moved it to like a weekend in February. So this is like July 2004. Um, And I, you know, like I've also said, I'm a big sports guy. My whole family is sports. So when we're there and it's ESPN the weekend, uh, mostly at Hollywood Studios, like it was a big deal. We spent a lot of time there because there was just so much to do and so much to see. You know, I'm 14 years old and there's you know, ESPN celebrities walking around that I see, like, on SportsCenter. And there's athletes there. They're filming live TV shows there. I've talked about it a lot, too. Like, me and my dad, were lucky enough, we're in the background of Baseball Tonight. It's 2004. And they're doing the show live from Hollywood Studios right in front of Mickey's Sorcerer's Hat. And me and my dad are there. We're standing in the background. I think I was standing on a garbage can, and he's next to me. And we're in the background the entire time. And we've I'll never forget it because this was the day the Chicago Cubs traded for Nomar Garcia Para. And I I don't know if I've ever been happier in my life. I'm 14 years old. It's summer. I'm at Disney World in the background of baseball tonight, finding out live that the Cubs traded for Nomar Garcia Para. Oh my god, I was in I was in heaven. Uh, And if if you're a baseball fan, you know that didn't really work out long term for us Cubs fans. But at the time, one of the greatest days of my life, you know, just that whole experience. Like I remember going to commercial break and my dad was like yelling at some of the the guys' names and they would turn around and wave. And, you know, that whole weekend they had just like different games and and activities. We did like a free throw shooting contest. Um, I remember like the winner got a like NBA hat. I remember my dad beat me. And I was so, I was so bitter that he beat me in a free throw contest. Um, They had like other games and and different like activities and stuff. They had like all these, I still have one of the pictures, like, like if you've ever been to like a basketball game or something, they have like these different like, they're not like signs or like, uh, I don't know what you call it, but like you can stand next to it and like hold out your arms and like see how your wingspan compares to like Yao Ming's or like see how your shoe size compares to like an NBA player. Like they had a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and they had like parades. I remember they had like with different athletes and stuff. And it was just a a great time. And, you know, being a huge sports fan, that's something I'll never forget. Next, this one I'm very passionate about. You guys know me. I wish I could experience the original version of Test Track again. Probably my all-time favorite ride at Walt Disney World, the original version. And I know the new Test Track is the same layout, but if you've ridden the old one, and the new one, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just not the same. It's just, it's different. The first one just felt like there was more. It was, there was more of a story. It even feels like during the ride itself, there was just like more to it. Like, it feels like in this new version, there's like a lot of like emptiness and just filler. Whereas the old version, it was like every second of the ride, like had a purpose. Um, and it legitimately felt like a General Motors testing facility. And I, I loved going on that ride. A lot of good family memories on that ride. Bill McKim, one of my all-time favorite pre-ride videos. Um, and it's it's one of those I made a TikTok not that long ago, uh, just kind of being dramatic, but like there's probably a generation now that has never ridden the old test track. You know, if you're thinking about it, I think the new test track opened in like 2013. So that's 10 years. I bet you, you know, there's 10-year-olds going to Disney riding Test Track. This is their Test Track. This is the only version that they know. And not only does that make me sad, that makes me feel very old. <laughs> that makes me very very old. So the, uh, the original version of Test Track, definitely high on my list of things I could experience again at Walt Disney World. This was another one that's pretty high on my list that, man, I, I really wish... They would bring back or i could experience again but extra magic hours slash just late nights at the magic kingdom you guys know me i've brought it up a lot there's really not many things better than it being the summer you're a kid you're at disney world and the magic kingdoms open until two or three o'clock in the morning and it feels like not that long ago it was still a thing like i don't know exactly when it stopped but i know like you know, 2012-ish, 2013-ish. Like it would still be open late, uh, at least one or two o'clock in the morning. I remember, I'll never forget uh, my 2008 trip with my buddy Brian. We're at the Magic Kingdom, and he's got a picture. Uh, we're walking down Main Street, and it's like three o'clock in the morning. Like, oh my god! Like, bring me back to that, please. Like, I, I, you know, I'm I'm 32 years old. I I work a a stressful job i wake up early i fall asleep on the couch every day pretty pretty early i feel like an old man you put me in the magic kingdom right now with 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 it open until 3 a.m guess what i'm staying up until 3 a.m like that would rejuvenate me like that would be the absolute best and there's just something about being in like the magic kingdom specifically to me like tomorrowland always always sticks out because i guess we'd always go over there and try to do space mountain as much as we could and the people mover and it was always like just emptier and quieter around there so you could really hear the you know the different uh tomorrowland music and sounds and stuff and that's like a feeling i'll never forget i just wish they would bring that back i wish i could you know experience those late nights at the magic kingdom again you know even if it's not 3 a.m just extra magic hours in general like the park hours nowadays are so bad like the lat my last trip there's was like a Friday night, Hollywood Studios closed at 8 o'clock. I, what is that? Like there would be times, you know, we would leave to go to the parks at, at 8 o'clock. When Magic Kingdom's open until 3 a.m., you can leave your hotel at 8 o'clock. So the, I know a lot of you guys agree with this one, but extra magic hours slash late nights at the Magic Kingdom. Some of the absolute best times at Walt Disney World. The next one on my list here, um, ESPN Club. My my all-time favorite restaurant at Disney World. I miss. I'll miss it. Um, Just the the vibes of the inside. The food wasn't the greatest. I know that, but it was really like the only sports bar on property. And you know, I just you know we'd always go there during the summer. I just have a lot of good memories of going there, uh, eating dinner there. There was always like baseball on. You know, watching baseball, having some good food. i I was just always obsessed with the theming and the decorations all the autographed jerseys and helmets and pictures and stuff like that um you know we'd always eat there and you know either go to epcot or hollywood studios so that one's definitely a personal one for me another maybe uh weird one not too many people agree with arcades i wish again we're in a different time now where you know arcades are dying off and they're not as fun You know, especially with kids, like when you have a PlayStation 5 and you can play with your friends, you know, online across the world. I guess like going to the arcade and and playing some pinball or, um, or pop a shot doesn't do it for you. But I wish I could go back to the days where going to like an arcade at Disney World was, again, some of the best memories, some of the best times. There was a stretch there where every trip we would end it at the Magic Kingdom. We would take the monorail or walk back to the Contemporary. And then we would play in the game room for, you know, an hour or two hours, you know, the arcade and be playing skee-ball and papa shot, pinball, whatever it was. You know, racking up tickets, exchanging our tickets for prizes. Like, that was a tradition we had for a while, and I just, I loved going in there. You know, the, I always felt like the Disney arcades were always the best. They always had these games that we didn't have back home, um, and I wish I could experience that again. It's, that's one of those things I know will never be the same. Uh, one, because just arcades are, you know, just kind of dying off. And two, even for me, it's not the same. You know, I, I have a PlayStation. I, I've played Call of Duty and, and MLB The Show and all these games. It's, you know, I, I know it's not the same. So uh, arcades and Disney also on my list. Next on my list here, The Castle Cake. I wish I could experience that again. You know, I feel like it gets such a bad rap. I liked it when I was eight years old. I like it now. You know, if I could go back and experience again, I think that would be pretty cool because I would be, you know, obviously old enough to kind of remember it more, get a bunch of pictures. I'll tell you right now, I would get so many different souvenirs uh, with the castle cake on it. Um, It would be cool just to see it again and to kind of realize that Disney will never do anything like this again. You know, they kind of did things close you know, whether it was adding the, you know, Mickey's Wand and the Millennium Celebration stuff to Spaceship Earth or putting up the Sorcerer's Hat at Hollywood Studios. But they decorated Cinderella's Castle to look like a birthday cake. It was, and it wasn't like now with like the 50th where they just kind of painted it and, asked, and uh, added a little bit here and there. They legit turned the entire thing into a fully, like, themed birthday cake. And it was pink and it was like... It was so 90s looking back, but just I could appreciate them going all out and making it look like a birthday cake and not just, you know, changing the color a little bit and adding a little bit of ribbon or bunting, uh, whatever it's called, like they kind of did and some lights, but a legit full birthday cake. Like I just have a different ap- appreciation for it now. And it would be cool just to see it again in person and just realize like, yeah, They're never doing this again, so I should probably enjoy it now. The next one on my list here, the Lights Motors Action Extreme Stunt Show at Hollywood Studios. I guess this one could technically go on my list of things to experience for the first time again because this was one of those things, the first time we saw it, like, it blew our minds. Like, I know I talk about my family being, like, a sports family, but we're also, like, a car family. So when we saw the stunt show, like, one, we're, like, blown away by this cool stunt show you know, there's cars jumping off ramps and explosions and jet skis and all this. Uh, but w- what we loved as well was just kind of the behind the scenes stuff when they're you know kind of showing you how um, you know how they built the cars and they I think I believe they were using motorcycle engines in the cars and you know they were stripped down so that they were lighter so that they could drift and stuff like that. And I just remember like my dad just being in awe of that. And you know we would talk about those facts. I remember like coming back from vacation and talking with like another family uh that was going to Disney and or had just gotten back. I remember my dad like talking to them about like the stunt show and he's like, Oh, you know, they put motorcycle engines in the cars and, and you know stuff. It, it was just so cool to um witness for like that first time, maybe even like the first few times. Cause it felt like there was you were catching something new each time. But again, you know, it's a show. It's tough. Like when you go every year, it's one of those shows that kind of became Uh, you know uh, do we really need to see it and we would just kind of go back to seeing it once every few years again but the extreme uh, lights motors action stunt show i think it was a great show it was fun had a little bit of everything and it fit perfectly there in the backlot area um, of hollywood studios so the uh, that one would be on my list as well for probably either either one either experiencing for the first time or just in general Next on my list at Epcot, a classic a staple illuminations. I when I was thinking about this list, I just I had like a weird realization. I, I feel like I took it for granted. It was such a good show and it fit perfectly there in Epcot. And it was one of those shows, again like a lot of other things like when you go to Disney every year, um, it was something we would skip every once in a while you know not as much and maybe as like the stunt show or like the the indie uh, Indiana jones stunt show but you know it definitely we didn't go every year like make sure we had to see it um you know especially towards the end when there were rumors about it going away uh, we we carved some time out of our our schedules to make sure we got a, an illuminations um, watching in there just in case it was our last time and again it's just it was such a good show from start to finish. It was. It had a little bit of everything: the music, the lights, you know, the the giant globe, the fireworks. It all fit perfectly. Um, I wish I could experience that again. You know, I didn't. I never saw the show that replaced it. Uh, is it Harmonious? Uh, I haven't seen it, but you know, to me, Illuminations like that was like magic kingdom like wishes like that's what illuminations was for me it was like a staple it was like a you know it was always there you know when you wanted to watch a good show you could just like old reliable illuminations at epcot you know part of the reason why we didn't see it every year too was i think because so many people would stop it and and watch it that it would open up the lines you know for some of the attractions um and we would take advantage of that, you know, we would as much as I loved Illuminations and, you know, we would see it as much as we could. There were definitely times where we'd be like, hey, let's hurry up. You know, we can get on Test Track or something else, uh, or Maelstrom, while Illuminations is going on. And the, the wait times are going to be like five minutes we can walk right on. So Illuminations at Epcot, I feel like I took you for granted. So you have a spot on my list here. Might as well stick with Epcot also on my list. Interventions. I wish I could experience Interventions uh, again And this is one of those things I feel like it's almost relatable to River Country in that people remember it towards like the end of its run and it kind of, you know, leaves like a bad taste in their mouth or maybe like a bad impression. Like interventions, like take me back there, like 95, 96, late 90s, even early 2000s when it was still like a must do, you know, attraction uh at epcot like we had to stop in there we had to see what was new i had to check out the new video games they had to design your own sim coaster they had what else they have like a cool just cool exhibits and stuff there was like like that whole kind of science wing where you could like jump and slam a door and they had like this sledgehammer that would like you could try to like break glass with it uh it was just must see for a long stretch there we might as well stick with epcot here also on my list of course maelstrom you guys know how much i love this attraction and norway the i feel like the pavilion will never be the same you know i i know a lot of kids love frozen and it's a popular attraction and a popular franchise and the line is always long but just the fact that it's a frozen themed ride now i feel like takes away a little bit from the norway pavilion in general and I, although it wasn't like a thrilling crazy water ride you know it was a slow moving boat ride uh the tiny little drop it was just like the feeling of it like when you when you got as soon as you got in line like there's just something about it like you felt like you were in a different country going on this like mythical quest almost just everything about that ride the the sights the sounds the smells um it, it'll always be one of my favorite attractions and what what makes it sad is that I feel like Frozen's gonna be there for the long run. It's gonna be there uh, for a long time. So every single time at EPCOT, I'm at EPCOT, and you know, every single time I ride that ride for the rest of my life, I'm gonna be thinking, "Wow!" Like this used to be Maelstrom. Like this used to be such a different, unique attraction that they put a kind of cheap, you know, <laughs> overlay uh, into. So Maelstrom, of course, it's got to be on my list. You guys know me. Uh, I'll I'll always miss it. Next on my list here, the Backlot Tour slash Harbor Attack slash just the Backlot area in general at Hollywood Studios slash MGM Studios. You know, to kind of break it down here, I definitely miss the Backlot Tour. I feel like they just gave up on it. Like I know they they stopped operating as a movie studio, but they could have kept up with that attraction and kept it going forever, you know, it's... It's a tour, you know, It it involves props and costumes and stuff like that. You could have just kept adding on to it and changing things, you know, in and out. Um, It was just, you know, towards the end there, uh, you can tell, like, it was the same, you know, props. It was, like, the same stuff for movies. And, you know, to be honest, like, a lot of the stuff that was in there towards the end, it would be, like, movies from, like, the 80s and 90s. And it wasn't, like, that popular. Like, let me see, you know, parts of the ship from Pirates of the Caribbean, let me see stuff from National Treasure, like include stuff from, you know, some of the animated moves. I just feel like they gave up um, and just were kind of OK with it going away. And the whole Catastrophe Canyon part of the ride, I always thought was cool. Like as a, as a kid, I was terrified of it. You know, that's something, too. They could have maybe added some tweaks and changed it up a little bit. You know, I think uh, it's at Disneyland or Disneyland Paris. They still have it. Um just I, I just enjoyed that entire area, the Backlot area, the Streets of America. I just always enjoyed that um and to see it go away for, you know, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, especially with the recent news with the hotel closing and just Star Wars just kind of I'm just kind of down on in general. I uh, definitely wish I could go back and just, you know, walk around the Backlot area, you know, take in the sights, the sounds, you know, and then go on the Backlot tour. We might as well stick with this same area. My next one on my list here, of course, the Osborne lights, the Christmas lights at Hollywood Studios still a travesty uh, that it was taken away from us. And just if you've never been there, I know this this is, you know, it's May, June, like summer. Just remember next Christmas time, just pull it up on YouTube and watch it with the sound on, with the music, all of the lights. It's just breathtaking. Hearing the music, it gets you in the Christmas mood. And, you know, when you go to Disney for Christmas, like, this is what you expect. You know, you should want special Christmas-themed, you know, shows and presentations and stuff like that. And this is what it was. Like, it was amazing. It was based off a great story, a family from, like, Arkansas. Um, It fit perfectly there in the streets of America. You know, they sold Christmas-themed snacks and drinks And there was like fake snow and the christmas music it was perfect Um, you know and it went away because they had to tear down all of that for galaxy's edge I, i wish they could have somehow saved it maybe moved it somewhere else on property but i wish i could go back experience it again you know go to disney in like december you know it's a it's not 90 degrees i'm there we're decked out in our christmas gear you know maybe drinking some hot chocolate and watching the light show so The Osborne Family Lights, I know a lot of you guys um, share my same opinion on this. I I definitely miss it. Um, And it really is. I use the word travesty. And I hope that's not being dramatic. But it really is. You know, that's something I wish, you know, could have lasted at Walt Disney World. All right. So the last one on my list here before we go into the ones that you guys sent in. I remember this from a kid. I was lucky enough to do it a few times. But riding in the front of the monorail. This is something... It was just, you had you had to be there to experience. This was peak, you know, 90s, maybe early 2000s. Um, me and my cousins, my sister, we got to ride in the front car of the monorail probably two or three times throughout all of our Disney trips. And I'll never forget it, the view was amazing. It was just us and the conductor, you know, going on the, the monorail loop around the Magic Kingdom in the contemporary area. The only thing I can like compare it to is, you know, like when uh, when kids fly and like the pilots take them into the cockpit, like after the plane lands, you take like a picture and they give you like a little pin, uh, make it seem like you're an honorary captain. Like that's what it was like. Uh, but imagine if they did that, like while you were actually flying the plane, like that's what it was like to a, to a bunch of 10 year olds. Like it was so cool. We felt so lucky and so cool that we were the ones picked you know, to ride up front. I know we did it a few times. Maybe it was more than two or three times, but I definitely remember doing it a few times. Um, and I think this changed uh, maybe when the, the monorail accident happened, like late 2000s. But I just remember doing it. I, I bet you I had to be around 10 or 11 years old. And somewhere, I'm pretty sure my mom still has it. They gave us like an honorary monorail pilot like license. It's like this little card. Uh, that they gave to like us kids and I'm pretty sure my dad took it and like that was like the greatest souvenir he ever got because I think they only allowed the kids up there I don't think our parents came with us uh, at least not all of them so they were definitely uh, pretty jealous of us riding up front It was such a cool feeling you know that's something as a kid you remember forever and obviously here I am and you know at age 32 still remembering you know driving in the monorail in the front very front car Uh, with my sister and my cousins you know that's something i wish i could experience again and and i wish you know i could experience it and bring you know my my son with um that's something i'll have to tell him about uh, when he's older all right now let's hear from you guys and some of your responses i asked you on instagram what's something at walt disney world you wish you could experience again and this is a uh, topic i could tell you guys were pretty passionate about just based on uh how many um responses i got so i'll try to get through as many of them as i can here let's start us off with disney 24 7 says the animation academy when it was in hollywood studio studios or even quest the animation academy that's right that's one of those things you know my memory like that's early mgm studios they had like uh you know basically there was a working animation studio back there i believe. At MGM Studios is where Disney, they made, um, I want to say it was Mulan, Lilo and Stitch, and maybe Brother Bear was the last one, I want to say. So, you know, they had a lot uh, you could do with animation and tours and different, like, kind of shows and stuff. So that was, you know, part of the reason why MGM Studios was so great. And when people think of a working movie studio, maybe they just think of just, like, live action, you know, TV shows and they kind of forget about the animation aspect of it hey it's me amr says the backlot tour yeah me too that was uh you know i talked about it in the episode i I wish i could you know experience that just one more time missy 806 says the castle suite now i don't know if if you're saying you've been able to stay there and you want to stay there again or you just want to experience that for the first time because that would be cool. I I was just talking about that with someone from work. Um they were kind of talking Disney and I told them that there was actually a room in Cinderella's castle and they were all blown away by that. They didn't know that. Uh, it would be really cool to stay there. The Diz Dad said Alien Encounter, man. I, you know what? I would like to experience it again now, you know, as a 32-year-old. Maybe I would be, like, just a little bit, like, less scared. Only slightly, though. Carolyn Kesterman said, uh, Reflections of Earth, that's uh, Illuminations. Forsyth Garrett said, First time on any ride? Yeah, you got a good point there. Um, it, it, You know, maybe that seems like a kind of a broad statement, but you have a point, like, It would be cool to experience all of these Disney rides again for the first time. You know, if you guys are like me, you've been going to Disney your entire life. Like, I don't remember my first time on Pirates of the Caribbean or Thunder Mountain, Space Mountain. You know, I, I remember going on as a kid, but I don't exactly remember my first time on there. So that would be pretty cool to experience that again. Magic with Summer said, Honey, I shrunk the kids play set. Man, yeah, over there at uh, Hollywood Studios, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Playground, I I would like to experience that again, yes. And it's something, again, I mentioned uh, earlier. It would be something I wish I could, uh, you know, bring my future son with as well. I'll never forget the short story. My grandpa at one point uh, went on to, like, the playground with us. I'm pretty sure he got stuck. (laughs) So, like, a lot of good memories with that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Playground. Rad Ruby 89 said Disney Quest RIP. I'm not going to lie. I I totally forgot about Disney Quest. I think uh, I think I would have to add that to my list because kind of similar to inventions and the arcades at Disney World like Disney Quest kind of fits into that same category. It's just you know it's not the same and that's part of the reason why it died out. And I I never so at the Disney Quest at Disney World me and my cousin once did, like, the sim coaster they had, but we didn't do anything else in there. Uh, we did the the whole Disney Quest experience here in Chicago. They had one uh, downtown Chicago for a few years, and we, we checked that one out. Dan Buttress said Kim Possible. Now, was there a Kim Possible show? I I remember Epcot World Showcase. There was some sort of Kim Possible thing going on there, but I don't exactly remember Louis Barra said Food Rocks. Now that's an old one. That's one. Um, very, very brief memories for me of Food Rocks over there at Epcot. That, like that when I think of Food Rocks, like that's like peak, like 80s, early 90s Epcot. Ayana NF said Osborne Spectacle of Dancing Lights. Brendan Hammond said, wish I could have seen Discovery Island and River Country. Yeah, I totally forgot about River Country as well i would uh, yeah i would i would like to see uh experience river country again you know the way it was kind of set up with the water and the sand bottom i i could tell you right now it wouldn't be my favorite uh but i would definitely like to check it out again me Lilo twenty nine says the great movie ride Yensid eighty one said horizons yeah the horizons again i don't know if i was ever on horizons because that was kind of closing when i was uh no, I was already probably too young. CK15NC said, 2009 era extra magic hours from midnight to 3am at Magic Kingdom, blissfully empty part. Okay, it's like, <laughs> I don't read these until after um, I finish recording, and it's like word for word of like what I said about <laughs> extra magic hours at the Magic Kingdom. So yes, totally agree bombshell lauren says i wish i could bring my five-year-old to the honey i shrunk the kids playground he'd love it yeah totally like man that's that's something um i haven't really thought about until like recently you know with my wife six months pregnant um now i'm thinking about things like wow i can't can't wait to take you know our son to disney and i wish you know he could do this right bless you my dog just sneezed um you know i i wish he could have seen you know seen disney like when i was a kid so that's something i've definitely had to uh think about lately go carolina 84 said being a kid at disney not a care in the world didn't have a plan or pay for anything yeah yeah that one hits right in the feels you know being a kid going to disney with your family you literally have no worry like you're in a magical place you don't have to worry about bills work at home stuff at home you know, paying for food there, souvenirs, snacks, anything like that. You're just, you're in this magical place. It's a giant playground. There's rides, there's food, there's shows, there's characters. You're just living the life. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Kate's Takes said, see the new Mickey Mouse Club taped live. I believe that was at uh, MGM Studios uh, right around it when it first opened, like 89-ish. Uh, I believe they were filming the Mickey Mouse Club there. Felicia Rodriguez says VIP tour. That's definitely something I wish I could experience. Darth Dagan said the nighttime electrical parade. Oh man, the Main Street Electrical Parade. I, that song is like constantly stuck in my head as well. Like probably my favorite nighttime parade. Darth Dagan also said alien encounter, and uh, Applejack seventy three said alien encounter. So we got a few alien encounters um, being mentioned so far. That one man, what a terrifying ride. Like, talk about a ride you would never expect uh, to have existed at Walt Disney World. Applejack73 also said when the bread at Ohana was good, it's different now and seeing happily ever after for the first time. NJC6 says riding up front on the monorail in Splash Mountain. All right, so someone else remembers riding in front of the monorail. Pretty cool. I, I, You know, it definitely seems like we were lucky to experience that when we could. Carter Ivy said Maelstrom. Oh, hashtag never forget. Jared Victory said Osborne Family Christmas Lights. A Cooper 16 said Mouse Gear. Oh, Mouse, Mouse Gear is my... F- <sighs> yeah, that, Mouse Gear was my favorite store for sure. Like, I feel like they always had the best souvenirs. I feel like they had different stuff there. You know, everyone loves the, the giant Disney store at disney springs and maybe the emporium at magic kingdom but my number one was always mouse gear i was always getting something from there under a tooth said backlot tour slash walking through the prop warehouses yep i'll i'll never forget walking through the prop warehouse because they had the tractor from home improvement in there and uh me and my dad we used to love that show we used to watch it all the time that's what i remember about that ryan t klug has a few here he says the great movie ride pictures under the giant sorcerer's hat riding in front of the monorail the backlot tour lights motors action honey i shrunk the kids playground never got to go to pleasure island universe of energy maelstrom splash mountain the yeti actually working so a lot to take in there but yeah a lot of good points and also cool another uh, another person who remembers riding in the front of the monorail you know universe of energy with ellen You know, that's one of those, the last time I wrote it, I just, I don't know. It just, it it just felt different to me. Like, I I never minded it when I was a kid, but the last time I saw it, I was just kind of like over it. I don't know why. Um, Yeah, the the Yeti actually working, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain, I, you know, I was thinking about putting it on my list, but I figured it was way too soon still. But uh, next from King Fergus, we got a couple here, the original Test Track and Horizons. Yeah, Horizons, again, I I wish I could experience it now just so I kind of like have a memory of it. In the original Test Track, you guys know how I feel about that one. Um, He also said Maelstrom and or Lampa also said Horizons. Jade Does Disney says Pirate and Princess Night. I briefly remember hearing about this. I think it was a special ticketed event at the Magic Kingdom, Um, but I never got to experience that m perry 131 says writing guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind for the first time um, jade does disney also said staying at the polynesian yeah if you, you know if you're only able to stay there maybe a few times i'd definitely want to experience that again kind of like me and like the contemporary wilderness lodge like we stayed there and you know it had to be 2003 2004 ish you know the contemporary there was no bay lake tower yet and we stayed in like one of the wing buildings and uh, wilderness lodge. I think we only stayed there for like two days. So I would like to experience those again. Hannah Mraz says, "Being a kid and not having to buy my own tickets, snacks, etc." Yeah, I'm totally with you. As I mentioned before, one uh, of you guys sent in, you know, something similar. Being a kid at Disney, you know, that's that's the dream, right? That's that's what Disney is supposed to be for, and. i'll never forget a lot of those memories and i'm very thankful that my parents worked their asses off year round to uh you know take us on a a long family trip to disney every year and uh you know kind of go there and splurge a little bit so i'm definitely with you there and our last one's going to be from sunny eclipse who says alien encounter as well so a lot of love for alien encounter um You know, I think it's one of those Disney attractions that's kind of growing in popularity as the years go on. It's just kind of like a cult classic now, almost. Um, You know, I think people like me, like I wrote it when I was a kid, absolutely terrified me, traumatized me. I was scared of the alien scene on Great Movie Ride because of this uh, attraction. But like a part of me now is like, whoa, like... That was pretty cool. Like, I wish I could experience that now, you know, maybe a little older. So a lot of love there. That definitely uh, can agree with you guys. Thank you guys for sending in uh, those responses. And uh, I guess another perk to follow me on Instagram. You know, you guys try to get you guys involved in this podcast as much as possible. Well, that about does it for this week's episode. That's all I've got. Uh, thank you guys as always for coming back and listening if you're a new listener i hope you enjoyed the show feel free to go back i got about 98 or so episodes uh, so you can go all the way back to the beginning some of those first ones i apologize uh, are probably pretty rough Uh, but if you haven't already follow me on instagram tiktok youtube disney world today my dms on instagram are always open feel free to stop by and say hi let me know Uh, what you think of the show if you have ideas topic suggestions anything like that also if you can subscribe leave a rating and review if you do write me a review i'll give you a shout out on the very next episode and uh, one of the new features to uh, spotify you can now support this podcast if you if you guys like what you're hearing you want to help me out make a little monthly contribution it's greatly appreciated you know helps keep me going um You know, if I get more uh, uh, contributors, I'll definitely try and do like bonus episodes and stuff like that. But if you'd like to, uh, click to the link in my Instagram or if you're listening on Spotify, just go to my Spotify homepage and click support this podcast. That's it for this episode. Enjoy the week. Have a good weekend. Have a good Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy uh, if you're going to be grilling out, doing some barbecue, maybe some uh, grill up some hot dogs, some burgers, some brats, all the above maybe uh, enjoy it. Uh, hopefully you get some nice weather and you you get to enjoy a day off from work or whatever you guys are doing. So thanks for listening until next time. Always remember it all started with a mouse.